Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Monday, everybody. How's everybody doing? How's everybody's weekend? Good? Ready for a new week? Up in Adams, 6 a.m. listeners, best of the bunch. You know the 6 a.m. listeners. They fear. They do not fear Mondays. No. They say... I love it. Bring it on. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? They're ready. They're ready, exactly. They've been ready since about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. That's right. Do you they can't wait to get up and seize the day. Do you ever get the Sunday scaries? My daughter, I don't know if that's a term or not. My daughter uses it. The Sunday scaries where it like gets to be late in the afternoon, Sunday, Sunday night, and you realize that the weekend is coming to an end and another week is stretched out before you and you get a little little tense, a little, little irritable, no. a little anxious. I've never heard of uh, the Sunday scaries. I've heard a case of the Mondays. Some people get a case of the Mondays. Those people... You know, or the 8 a.m. textures get a case of the Mondays, but no, not the Sunday scaries. Never heard of the Sunday scaries. Well, I love when we have texts waiting for us. Cindy uh, from Parker clearly has a case of the Mondays. Nah. Regarding the Avs' loss in overtime last night to Seattle. Okay, I'm over this losing bleep. They need to find a different goalie. Don't like this guy. Whoa. You don't like uh, Georgie? He's letting them in, and we lost in overtime. The playoffs are slipping our way. Our expectations are way too high. I'm sick of Landy not being there. That's a ridiculous thing. It does not take eight months to heal from a knee surgery. Give me a break. I'm over it. No more excuses. <laughs> wow. 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 Cindy's hardcore. Cindy. Woo. Wow. Cindy, Cindy is all over it. Man. Yeah, the Landy thing is interesting. Gorgie wasn't. Gorgie was not sharp. Was he sharp? He was not uh, sharp all weekend. I think you got a second star, though, so that was nice. The uh, Avs, as blowing a 2-1 lead, gave up a goal with about two and a half minutes left in regulation. But he was a second star. Devontae's Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, big giveaway behind his own net. Good thing you had uh, Gorgie, second star. (laughs) You hate the stars, don't you? The stars. Three stars. Ridiculous. (laughs) First star, second star, third star. Third star. Third star. Of the hey, game. they hand out bronze medals. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good. So, yeah, I saw some uh, frustrated Avalanche fans over the weekend with the uh, trade deadline coming and going without them doing anything significant. Do you think they're properly set up to make another Stanley Cup run? <sighs> are they properly set up? I think they are properly set up if, in fact, Landeskog comes back and is Landeskog. I mean, that's going to be hard to do, considering you haven't played all season long. It's going to be hard to do, considering, you know, you, you've been out of the country rehabbing or, you know, to and fro different places rehabbing. It, I mean, I don't, I don't think right now on the surface where they stand, the, being that, that you haven't played all season long, and it, it doesn't really look like you're going to play until the playoffs roll around. It just doesn't feel like you're going to be that effective or that ready to go. 
it's clear to me there's two real keys now shaping up for them to be able to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. One is JT Confer has to be he has to be Cad like Nazem Nazem Kadri like. Okay, he has to be Naz like. He's he's the second line center. That's the replacement. We were wondering all season long who's going to be the replacement for Nazem Kadri. It's JT Confer. So JT Confer, who's had a, who's had a good year, but he needs to step up to a Kadri type level in the playoffs. That's one key. And the second key is yeah, the return of Landeskog. Those are to me. Those are those are it. I think that they have. Uh, enough on defense. Uh, I I like Yorgiev. I I'm not too worried about him. Besides, they proved they could win the Stanley Cup with less than stellar goaltending a year ago. And I like I like their bottom six forwards. And you know, with the Lars Eller trade, I think they added some depth there. So I I like I like a lot of this team. I just think those are going to be the two keys: JT Comfer and Gabe Landeskog's return. Plus, obviously, you got to get Josh Manson back, and you know he's banged up again. But looks like Eric Johnson's on pace to be able to return for the playoffs. So, and by the way, with everything going on, the Avs are still. And sign me up for this, by the way. The Avs are currently third in their division, four points behind Minnesota, seven points behind Dallas. Why was that loss to Dallas an important one? That's a four-point swing. Four-point four game. game. Four-point game. Yeah. But they have uh, two birds in the bush with two both Minnesota and Dallas. That's nice. But right now, playoffs end, Avs wild. First round. Sign mm. me up for that. By the way, Kevin and Hudson responded to your Sunday scaries. <laughs> does this involve his ex-wife? Yes, it yes. does. <laughs> what do you say? He said, Evans, if you ever woke up to my ex-wife, you'd know what the Sunday scaries is all about. <laughs> Then did he put Roll Tide? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. Kevin has been sending me ex-wife texts. Heck, he used to send me ex-wife faxes. He's been sending me those for 20 years. It's been 84 years. Thank you, Kevin. I love you. Uh, meanwhile, the Nuggets. Yes. I told you not to worry. Johnny tried to scare everybody with the Jinxie Cat stuff. I told you <laughs> they were going to... Cruise to the number one seed in the West by beating Memphis on Friday. They are now six and a half games over Memphis for the number two spot. Huge. Six games ahead in the vaunted loss column. Mm-hmm. It's over. They're going to be the number one seed in the West. Home well, court only, throughout the playoffs. Not only is it over, I mean, what are they going to do with Jaw? Oh, I mean, Lord have mercy. That had to be a club in Denver, right? They didn't fly back after that game. That game ended at 10 30. Uh, they usually fly back the night of, but were they here the night before? I, I I saw the I saw the video. I don't know was that was that here? I assumed it was after the game, like they flew out the next morning. So they were now. Normally they fly out that night. Do they? I'll, if, you, if you want to give a quick check where that was, thank you. But the uh, Nuggets are, are rolling, and right now it's it's really just a matter of. If they finish with the best record in the NBA. And uh, currently they're one game behind uh, Milwaukee for the best record. So there you go. Mm. By the way, did you see Well, we'll get to this in the brew, but can't wait for Kendrick Perkins to come on and blast Giannis yeah. this morning. Yeah. For stat padding. Oh, man. He's going to be. Perk is going to be all over him. Better be. All over. If he doesn't want to look like a raging hypocrite, 
Well, I don't think he really cares. <laughs> I don't think so either. So that was the uh, weekend that was with both the Avs and the Nuggets. Going to play a little game with you coming up next. little game of Broncos free agency. Who stays? Who goes? That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. I see what you're doing there, Fever. I like that. You get it? Were you paying attention? Were you paying attention to the tease? If you say that you are mine. Yes, yes, yes. And what was yeah. the tease? Did you stare? Should you go? Free All right, right? See, and flash off the Combat Rock album. Okay, now you're starting to rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's another song that reminds me a little bit of wrestling. High school wrestling. Really? For you went into the Saturday night ride. Yo. Heavyweight champ of Alaska. You know it was uh, R-rated to watch me wrestle so much blood. Yeah, you just you've always been a bleeder, huh? I'm a bleeder. I'm a bleeder. bleeder. How many of your matches would be like halted for a time while they stuck cotton up your nose? Pretty Um, much everyone? Yeah, well, yes and no. I got, I'm not bragging, but most of my matches ended in the first period with a pin. So, a lot of those. Not a lot of time to bleed. Right, not a lot of time to bleed. But if it went beyond the first period, then yes. Did you ever lose in high school? I lost once, yeah. You lost once? Yeah, I lost once in high school. Four years of varsity wrestling? Oh, no, 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 no. My my last year. I I really wasn't a very good wrestler. Not, you won a state championship. I know, but I'm not very good. Did I heard over the weekend that uh, Alaska is two and a half times the size of Texas? Yeah, oh yeah. Wait, That's wait. stupid. Wow. I, I that one, is stupid. I got one for you. That is stupid. If you just take <laughs> I mean, all, I know it was big, but... If you just take... Now, because there's a lot of islands, you know, the Aleutian Islands and everything, but if you just took the difference in high tide and low tide and the wasteland, the muddy, silty land that is exposed between low tide and high tide... Off the coast of Alaska. Off different coast of Alaska. Yeah. That that area is bigger than Texas. Just low tide Alaska. Yeah. It's the second biggest tide in the world. No kidding. Yeah, oh yeah. Huh. There you go. What do you know? The more you know. Mm-hmm. The more you know. All right. So, well, little should I stay, should I go? As we get set, uh, Broncos free agency. The next big calendar event for the NFL is free agency. And the Broncos have a long list of free agents. So let's just play a little game. All right. Play along at home. Should they stay or should they go? All right. All right. We'll start with some of the bigger names. Dalton Reisner. Wow. Well, we know they've got O-line issues, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't. You didn't get him signed. He missed the last couple of games of the year with an elbow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 
I'm not one to overpay him. I wouldn't over. There's certain guys I would overpay. He's not one of them. I would let him go. Unless you're going to get a real team friendly deal, and state of offensive lines, linemen around the league being what it is, he'll probably get a pretty good offer, right? Mm. All right, so he's gone. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. All right. Well, see you later. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about, oh, the guy. I give you credit for this one. You were all over this. When Alex Singleton got signed, it was being sort of promoted as a rotation linebacker, but really good on special teams. And you were like, hey, this guy, put the tape on. Whenever you roll film, this guy is just making plays. And we did mention that he was a tackling machine, but still, the signing didn't come with a lot of hype. He was terrific. Yeah. Terrific. One of their top three defensive players, easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Should he stay or should he go? He should stay. But, again, I don't know that they will. He's always going to be one of those guys because he's not, you know, he's not prototypical size or prototypical speed or prototypical. He's not prototypical anything. He's just a great football player. And so, you know, it's always one of those guys that you're looking to replace. You're like, oh, we just need a bigger, bigger, stronger, faster athlete there. Da, 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 da. That dude just makes uh, he He would just be on my team. He Alex Singleton would just be on my team. I have a feeling you'll say the same thing about this next guy. Mm-hmm. Kareem Jackson. Absolutely on the team. Got to find a way to keep Kareem. You can't say you're all about building a new culture. You can't talk about how important it is to build a new culture and then just say you can plug in anybody. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to recognize, even on a situation that's been as bad as this has been the last several years, there are some guys who try to do it the right way and try to set an example. Right. Singleton and, and Kareem Jackson are two of those guys. Yeah. I would imagine based upon Sean Payton's history in New Orleans, that those would be two guys that he would look at and say, these guys are imperative. Col- from a cultural building standpoint, the way they play, how hard they play, the sacrifices they're willing to make, those two guys would be imperative to building the culture of my football team. Like This, become, this, this is a situation here, I think, more now than ever for the Broncos where you've got to take into consideration the intangibles. Not just the tangibles, not just the size, weight, speed, you know, blah, 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 productivity, all that. But the intangible stuff, the leadership stuff, the things that, that to me, really matter more than the tangible stuff. But they're harder to measure. Okay, then I'll throw another guy in there right. that I think is is somebody that is trending that way that you want to bring back. Latavius Murray. Yes, 100%. He's played for Sean before. And here's the thing. he doesn't He can be the workhorse or he can be the guy off the bench. That doesn't like that doesn't bother him. It bothered Gordon. Gordon was a guy that didn't want didn't want that role. Didn't embrace that role. Didn't need didn't didn't want to didn't want to be that guy. So like there's there's already you're already cultivating um a bad culture by like that was to me and I said this before, when George Payton made it. That's a mistake bringing him back. Why would you bring that dude back? Clearly, he didn't handle the role well. He fumbled again! But Latavius Murray, yes, I want him on my team. And, I, and again, you're when you're giving your opinion, you're also speaking through a lens of you know Peyton pretty well. 
so you can kind of get a gist of what kind of player he he wants, he likes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I especially with uh you know with guys like that who who've played for him before. Okay, let me go through. Oh, we got a couple of tight ends here on the list. Actually, we got a lot of tight ends, and I'll just throw put them all together because they're all free agents. Eric mm-hmm. Sarbert, um, Andrew Beck, mm-hmm. Eric Tomlinson. Um, I would say I would I'd probably look to try to keep two of those guys. Which two? Beck and Saubert. Okay. Beck, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Some of the better plays that the Broncos had on offense last year, Andrew Beck was a part of. Beck is, here, here's what I, I, again, I'll get back to personnel and Sean Payton. Sean Payton does a really good job from a personnel standpoint of understanding what a guy is, what a guy isn't, how he can help, and how to exploit a defense. Beck is a guy that is got a ton of versatility. He could be an inline tight end. He can split out. He can play fullback. Like uh, you, you want that guy on your football team. Uh, yeah, this one. Dalton Rise Nasia. Always hurt, never as good as his rookie year. But at some point, though, don't you have to look at the revolving door of left tackles next to him, centers next to him? At, at some point, doesn't that lack of continuity, isn't that going to affect him? Wouldn't it affect you? I mean, left guard to left guard, let's let's talk. If you all of a sudden had, uh, and I get it, you were blessed, you were spoiled with the offensive lines you played on. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's say if all of a sudden... You know, you were used to having Gary Zimmerman to your left and Tom Nalen to your right, and all of a sudden that's replaced by Calvin Anderson to your left and um, Graham Glasgow to your right. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, neither of those guys would have been good enough to make our team. <laughs> so I would not have... Just, I wouldn't just, have had to worry about that. Just, like, uh, yeah. just work with me, okay? Oh, oh, oh okay. Work with me, will you I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about our... Who are backups? Where do those guys are on our team? I know, but work with me. Here, okay, 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 okay. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, that's that's legitimate. It, that is legitimate, but, um, but still, I mean, the the biggest issue, the biggest Dolan Reisner issue, is the lack of depth that they currently have on their roster. And so you start looking at, oh, man, we don't have any depth on this roster anyhow, offensive line-wise. And um, we need, you know, we need potential starters. And Dalton, he started a lot of games here in Denver. So, you know, we've got to make a decision. Who's going to play left guard for us then? Because we don't have, we haven't been grooming backups. We haven't been, you know, we haven't been, we're not the Philadelphia Eagles who, who draft first and second round offensive linemen and just let them sit for two or three years before they get to play. So, I mean, there are better players out there for sure in free agency, but you're going to have to pay them. All right, so we just uh, kind of started the game here, but we've got uh, Singleton, K-Jack, Latavius Murray, Andrew Beck, Eric Sauber coming back. See you to Andrew, uh, uh, Dalton Reisner and uh, Eric Tomlinson. Morning Brew coming up, and shame. Shame on Giannis. Shame on you. Will he be called out for it, though? That's next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. 
Schlereth and Evans. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What was not funny was the Avalanche, two and a half minutes away from getting a, a nice two-point bounce back after that schlacking in uh, Dallas on Saturday. But they give up the game-tying goal, a giveaway by Nathan McKinnon. They end up having to uh, settle for a point after a, um overtime loss. Kale McCarr! Back with the team this weekend. I felt like we had a lot better effort. Played to our strengths tonight rather than last night. So just a step in the right direction. Obviously, you want to get both points. Just going to make our job harder at the end of the year now. So um, we understand that. And we want to do the early work. It's just sometimes uh, sometimes it's not like that. All right. So the status of the Avalanche right now. Look, there's, there's no concern about them making the playoffs. I have no fear at all about that. I guess now it's you start looking at a a potential first round matchup, and they're four points behind Minnesota, who's hot right now. But they do have uh, two birds in the bush. Yes, it's a Mark's term for games in hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, just sitting here right now, how would you feel about a first round matchup with Minnesota? Um, I don't sweat man. I don't sweat anybody in the West. Thank you. You've been listening to me. Good, yeah. good boy. That's no, right. Jinx. I listen to your podcast. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. It's award winning. Mm-hmm. Why would I not listen to it? Don't worry Dude. about it. Yeah. Minnesota. Come on. Minnesota. They're too kind. They're too they Minnesota are, people are they, really they, nice. They are they are Wow. They're frauds. Let's call it what they are. They're 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 they're, they're paper tigers. They're they're nobody that you can really trust. To have backbone, grit. You think the Minnesota Wild are going to beat the Az four times? No way. I agree with that. No way. I don't know what you see, but they're not one of those. You know what they are? Like, the Raiders are frauds. They're the Chargers. They're cute. Minnesota is the good. Go- Thank you. Knuckle, Thank you. knuckle bump right yeah. there. Good job. They're just the good Chargers. job. Like, yeah, we did. We just exchanged yeah. knuckles. Yeah, was, what like, can I say? Like scary. Like, yeah. Our defense is good. <laughs> yeah, you guys got some dude named Will Height playing quarterback for you or something like that. Or Willingham yes. or some crap. Yes, the wild. Yes, the wild. Yes, that's a great comparison. Very yeah. good. Uh, next on the morning brew. Still buzzing about that uh, big comeback win in the second half. The Nuggets on Friday against Memphis. Michael Malone, proud of his team. I told the guys at halftime, we were down seven or eight, and we had made, I think, two or 14 from three, and really good shots. And I said, fellas, we're, we're right in this game. And so I, I felt in that third quarter, we got off to a really good start. Tied game going into the fourth, and that fourth quarter was uh, by far one of our best fourth quarters of the season against a really good basketball team. They are so locked in right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fear of, and did you buy into this, or is this is this just media? I know exactly and, what you're going to say. Is this media and fan created? The let, idea me ask you, let me ask you, what are you peaking too peaking early? Peaking too early. I knew that was coming out. Do you buy that? No. No. I don't. I don't either. Man, they've got, they have got, this, this reminds me so much, you brought this up, I've heard DMAC talk about this. It reminds me so much of last year's Avalanche right. team. Reminds me of, you know, McKinnon saying, man, I've been in the league nine years. I ain't won squat, you know. And the same thing goes with the Joker. And, oh, he's just padding stats. I guess it's easy when you pad stats. Like, 
there just seems to be a collective chip on the shoulder of this team that they are not going to lose focus based upon where they sit right now as the number one seed. They're not going to lose the number one seed in the West. Oh, God, no. No, they're way up. Six and a half game lead. Right. What do they have left? Less than 20, right? They're right at 20. They have, uh, let me give you the exact number here, just in one quick second. They have played uh, 45, 55, 65, 64. They have 18 games left. 18 games left. Look at the math. Now, the question is, and James Merrillat's going to be on with us in about 10 minutes. He's going he's gonna to hate this when I bring it up. But uh, because they're so comfortably ahead, mm-hmm. yes, they're, they're, I think their goal is to definitely get the number one seed in the West. I don't think that they're as obsessed with the number one overall seed as probably fans are. Right. And so It'll they're, be, they're yeah. definitely going to do some load management down the stretch. Just make sure guys are healthy and ready to go. How are they – how are these the, this far ahead in the West – with the uh, just the mistake-filled coaching of uh, Michael Malone, inconceivable. That's something you could ask James yeah. coming up here How in about uh, inconceivable, James. ten How minutes. Are they doing this? Next on the morning brew. Oh, I hope, I hope that uh, Kendrick Perkins is ready to uh, fire away at the uh, fake stad padding, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that'll do it. Oh, he got it. No, 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 no. Makes me want it. No, you don't love it. Because Jokic is, is 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 fending off critics left and right, accusing him of stat padding. Giannis, yesterday, in case you didn't see the highlight, in the closing seconds of a win, had the ball and was just dribbling it out. And was dribbling just kind of into the lane. Mm-hmm. And he was on nine rebounds. He stopped and then put the ball up so that it right. hit the rim and backboard. Yes. Came back down and caught it. Buzzer sounds. Goes down his offensive rebound. He got his triple-double. Yep. That's stat padding. Right. Yeah, he... Uh, and how much you want to bet he's not called out for it? How much you want to bet? Oh, yeah. Everyone will be like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, man. Giannis, you're funny. Yeah. What was it? They playing the Sixers, right? No, that was... Oh, was that the Sixers? No. That was uh, Washington. Washington. Yesterday. Washington. Yeah, he just dribbles down the court. Nobody's defending him anymore. The no, game is over. game's over. Game's over. Nobody's defending him. He essentially walks down. Then with about a second left, he just throws it up off the rim and catches it for a mm-hmm. rebound. His fourth triple-double of the season, so I don't even know what, what the big deal was. He, it's not like he didn't have a triple-double this season. He's had three previous triple-doubles, but uh, apparently that's... You know, he hears all the talk about Jokic and averaging a triple-double. He's like, hey, I can get a triple-double. So let's just see. I'm, I'm curious to see the Kendrick Perkinses and the Nick Wrights of the world. You'll get crickets from them. Of course. Crickets. Of course. Of course crickets. we will. Uh, next on the Morning Brew. Man, you want to set the tone? Man, this could be an epic, epic comeback. This guy. Through, I mean, seriously. We had 
moments last year where we were praying. We had a prayer change for Chris Bryant. I'm calling it. I'm calling it, MVP. Forget about triple doubles. Yes. I'm going. I'm going triple crown. He drives it to deep left. If it's fair, it's going to leave the yard, and that ball is going to be fair. Long home run for Chris Bryant, and the Rockies lead one to nothing. Third home run of the spring for Chris Bryant. I mean, there were times last year we did not know if he was going to make it. We didn't know if he was going to make it. So, to come off, I mean, he basically was in ICU for a long... <laughs> he's been a, a, a majority... I think he got last rights at some point. Yeah, a majority. Ooh. Last rights, ICU, three homers now. <laughs> So but what? despite Chris Bryant's heroics, the Rockies lose. A lot of times, W. Tonight it didn't happen. No. Well, wait a minute. They're no longer undefeated in spring training? No, in fact, they are, they've lost quite a few now. They're four and five. They're slumping. Ooh. The June swoon is happening in March. Well. <laughs> it's over. Dick, Dick Monfort said they're going to play 500 ball well, this right year. Right now they're 500 in uh, just about four or five. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew. Up next, yes, the aforementioned James Merrillat. Is he ready, begrudgingly, to uh, praise Michael Malone? That's next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, let's welcome in our pal James Merrillat, senior Bronco uh, writer and editor, editor-in-chief at DenverSports.com, joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. James, I don't know, have you been uh, having a chance to monitor Kendrick Perkins' social media feed? I'm sure he is just blasting away at Giannis for stat padding last night in the most obvious of ways. Uh, that clearly was uh, was stat padding. That is a prime example of it, something you will never see from Nikola Jokic. Uh, and anybody who watches him knows that he's the uh, polar opposite of a stat pattern. Like that, that's the part of it that I think was, you know, just so infuriating. It's it's accusing somebody of doing something that um, they're the other extreme, right? Like Nikola Jokic could have ten more triple doubles if he was actually trying to pad his stats. But I wrote about this at DenverSports.com this morning. I think at some point, and I think we're at that point. Nuggets Nation needs to quit griping and complaining. Like, this is what happens when you're a contender. This is what happens when you're a good team. This is what happens when you have a great player. You're in the conversation. I mean, LeBron James has been dealing with these kind of things for 20 years where he's a topic on, uh, you know, what first take or get up or whatever ESPN show happens to be on. It's a heck of a lot better than being the Orlando Magic. Nobody's talking about Paolo Banchero this morning, right? So it's it's like, hey, welcome to the party. This is how it's going to be. If you want to shut people up, go out there and win. Being one and eight in your last nine playoff games certainly doesn't help. So uh, I'm a little bit over the uh, boy. Let, let, let's find how we got slighted today. Uh, thing that Nuggets Nation seems to be doing. So Perkins did respond uh, yesterday to it last night. He said every player has padded their stats at some point during their career. People tried to call me crazy when I said it last week, but hey, what do I know? Carry on. So uh, instead of calling out Giannis, he just said, hey, you know, let me take a bow. Let me pat myself yeah, on the o- back. This, okay. is, this is what happens. So it's okay when Giannis does it, but if if the Joker were to do it, then that's wrong in well, Kendrick the- Perkins' book. And the funny part is, like, there's no evidence of Nikola Jokic doing it, right? Like, they're 25-0 and 0 when he has a triple-double. That's yeah. clearly not somebody who's padding his stats because you, you, if you were going after numbers instead of victories, you wouldn't have a, a flawless record like that. And yet there is this prime example of video evidence of Giannis doing it. 
I just, you know, I lost a lot of respect for Kendrick Perkins in his one of his rants last week when he admitted that when he was trying to set the the all time field goal percentage record for the Celtics, he wouldn't take wide open elbow jump shots because he didn't want to have any misses. It's like. Okay, well, you were that guy. That doesn't mean everybody else is that way. Mm. Um, so I, I thought that was the, the the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to listen to what this guy has to say anymore. He's one of those uh, pa- uh, stat patters. Doesn't mean everybody else is. Hey, uh, James, the Nuggets six and a half games up with uh, 18 left to go. Clearly, they're the number one seed. They're going to win that. How are they doing that? Um, with the coaching that's going on right now, in spite of the coaching, their number one seed overall. How is that? How's that working out? Well, it certainly helps when you have the best starting five in the NBA. Um, that's what Calvin Booth has said. So good for Michael Malone. He's he's managed to not drive it off the uh, off the road here during the regular season. I think he's very much in the same position this year that Jared Bednar was a year ago. And I don't think it was unfair after three straight second-round exits for the Abs. A couple of times they were the best team in the uh, NHL during the regular season. I don't think it was unfair last year to say, hey, can Bednar get him over the hump? And we were all nervous in the second round when that Blues series uh, got extended to six games and thinking, uh-oh, here we go again. That's exactly where Michael Malone is. He's a he, he's a really good uh, regular season coach. He was the right guy to get this team from bad to pretty darn good, but is he the right one to get him from pretty darn good to great? We'll see. Is he Doug Collins or is he Phil Jackson? Um, is he Dell Harris or is he Phil Jackson? I still have my, my doubts. I still wonder if he's going to be able to push the right buttons in the postseason because he's not an adjustment guy. He does the same thing every single game like to the minute of when players come in and out of the lineup and what his rotations are. So we shall see. He may win coach of the year, um, but we've seen in this town not too long ago, winning coach of the year doesn't mean, uh, A, your job is safe, or B, your team is going to do much in the playoffs. You know, you bring up an excellent point about where the Nuggets are in relation to where the Avalanche were last year. And, And even while the Avalanche were putting together a terrific regular season, there was always that feeling of, yeah, but... Can they do it come playoff time? So I want to ask you, and I guess this is a question I'll throw out to all the Nugget fans out there. Are you able to truly enjoy this season, the regular season, all the things that have come with it, or is it all about the playoffs? And you're, and therefore you can't maybe appreciate what this team is doing as, as much as maybe you'd like. Well, I think it's the the one difference would be the Abs didn't have any excuses for their their playoff failures uh, in, in the three previous seasons. The Nuggets have the built-in mulligans, right? It's the uh, Jamal Murray missed the playoffs in uh, the last two years. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. missed last year. He was banged up in that series when they got swept by the Suns two years ago. So there's always that ah, uh, you know, what, what what could they have done? It's it's why he's Teflon Mike. It's well, what could he possibly have done? You can't give him any any criticism for uh, going one and eight in his last nine. So I think it's I think it's a little bit different feel of I think everybody's just excited to see hey, what can this team do now that they're healthy? Now that they're all together? Now that the big four is ready to ready to go? I'm in that camp. I mean, Friday night's game against Memphis was that was electric. That was his is big of a, a regular season game, especially in February or early March that I can remember. So I think people are enjoying it, but I do think, Mike, that there's going to be some hand-wringing come playoff time, depending on who the matchup is, right? If they get a bad break and get the the, the, the Warriors early or the Suns in the second round or something like that, teams that have beaten them the last couple of years, the nervousness is going to come out, and I think rightfully so. I want to see them beat that kind of a team 
in the playoffs. We just uh, we haven't seen that in the Michael Malone, Nikola Jokic era. So uh, we'll be nervous until they uh, until they get it done. Real, real quick, about forty five seconds. Did the front Avs front office let down this team at the trade deadline? No, I mean they made several moves in the couple of weeks up to the trade deadline. So I, I think it's a little unfair to say, hey, they just sat on their hands and and did nothing. I do think there's a little bit of, hey, we already got one, right? Like last year they had to push all their chips in. They had to do whatever they could do. It was a little bit more desperation mode. I, I just think it's human nature to not be in that position this year or that same feeling this year when you've, you've already got the cup. So they didn't have to mortgage your future or do anything of, of that ilk. So, no, I don't think so. I think they made uh, they made some moves. They, they bolstered the roster. And, look, getting Gabe Landeskog back, when and if that happens, that's going to be your big trade deadline acquisition. If it happens. Okay, James, thank you very much. Appreciate it, fellas. James Merrillat, editor-in-chief at uh, denversports.com on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Four down territory is coming up. Tell you what, Elway versus Marino, Manning versus Brady, move aside. Because we have a new quarterback rivalry for the ages. And we saw it on display this weekend. That's next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 